the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. And I say welcome. Welcome to the KSLR Church of the Week program here. Every week we learn what the Lord is doing all over San Antonio and the Church of San Antonio. We'll get a little history lesson and testify to how the Lord has provided and how he's faithful to his bride, the church. Yes, I'm Baron Wiley, and so proud to welcome to our KSLR studios from Oak Meadow United Methodist Church is Pastor Dr. David Edgar. How are you, sir? Doing well today. Thank I'm you, so, Baron. so glad to have you up here. Is this your first time up here, too? You first said. time up here. You we're, again, we're so honored. Now, you're from San Antonio, yes? Originally born here, uh, went to school in Louisiana, Georgia, Ohio. So I made the rounds before I came back. Was it a military thing, or why did you pop no, around? seminaries. Ah. Yeah. What seminaries were those, sir? Well, I went to Centenary College in Shreveport, Louisiana, Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, uh-huh. and United Theological Seminary in Dayton, Ohio. Wow. And then you decided to come back to San Antonio all That's along, right. or is that where the— Oh, yeah. This was home. So oh, I yeah. came back to my conference and my churches Oh yeah, my people. Where did you go to school locally in San Antonio? I didn't. I went to school in in uh, uh, Brenham, El Campo, and Houston. Hey! So I graduated from high school at Bel Air in Houston. So one of our teachers that are on our radio station, his name was Chuck Swindoll. His claim to fame is that he's from El Campo, Texas. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. But yeah. I know El Campo. Oh yeah, right there off I ten, and, and he's. I, and I lived in Katy and, and A Leaf there. So okay, so you know. Oh yeah, I do know. Well, yeah. that's cool. Small world. I love it. It is, isn't it? Well, fantastic. Well, we're here to talk about uh, Oak Meadow United Methodist Church. They're on the web at oakmeadowumc.org. And, and Pastor, it says here on your website, it says, Oak Meadow United Methodist Church, a little church with a big heart. That's it. What does that mean to you, sir? It is a small church. Always uh-huh. has been. Hopefully, yeah. in a way, always will be. If somebody looking for a small church, that's yeah. Oak Meadow. But a very loving congregation, mm. they just immediately accepted us when I came on back on July the 1st, and are just very welcoming people there. Wow. So you've only been in the pulpit there for just the summer. That's right. Wow. Just July and August. Well, so how do they find you, sir? They were looking for a retired pastor. Yeah. And quite frankly, I asked to go to Oak Meadow as a retired pastor. Uh-huh. And uh, thank God uh, he answered that prayer. So it was a mutual answer to our prayers. Because last time I checked, ministry never stops, right? Oh, no, never does. Yeah. Yeah, when you're called, you're called. Right. And uh, You're not going to rust in the harbor here. You're going to uh-huh. blaze of glory. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know it. Well, let's yeah. see. Well, let's go back again to, to the early days, if, if we can. Or, uh, let me back up and help, help us put Oak Meadow uh, on the map uh, in our minds there. How do I get to Oak Meadow? You know where Military Drive is? I do. It's right around the corner from our radio station. You betcha. 410 Northwest Military. Uh-huh. Okay. If you go on Military Drive between 410 and 1604, okay. there is an uh, area called Oak Meadow. It's a subdivision. Mm. It's near Chavano Park. Okay. 
and uh, Castle Hills. And Oak Meadow has a, a, a light in the middle of it that says Hunter's Green. Yes. And you turn right on Hunter's Green, go past Oak Meadow Elementary School, and there's a little Oak Meadow United Methodist Church. Well, that's what I, I can totally see that. I, I see George Road, and then I think if you go to Hebner, you've gone too far, right? That's right. All right. Too so far. look so look for Hunter Hunter's Green. Hunter's Green. Take a right. And uh, just follow the road, and you can't miss it, right? That's right, right there oh, on the right. That's good. Had you ever been to that church before you, you, uh, you before they asked you? Yes, yeah? I had. I had the the previous pastor died there, Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker, and I got to go to his funeral back in the fall of last year, mm. and that's when I first met the people, and was just overwhelmed with their love, their sure. spirit. Uh, knew they were a wonderful church, and after his death, the associate pastor Linda. Pastor Linda was able to hold down the fort until annual conference time came mm-hmm. and appointments. And fortunately, I was appointed there as of July 1. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord's still writing your story. Oh, yeah. yeah we're still going. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, let's see here. And then, so let's, let's again now go back to the early days there about how you got called to the ministry there. So were you raised in the church, sir? I was raised in the church. When I was in the first grade, I had polio. Oh, Wow. And I remember Dr. Clarence Shanevogel said to me, words I would later realize came from Romans 8.28, when he said, All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't understand that at the time. But by the time I was 14, I was called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. By then, we lived in El Campo, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night, my dad and I were sitting at the supper table talking about how, when I grew up, I was going to become a doctor, which I thought sounded great to me, make lots of money. Yeah. You know, faint at the sight of blood, but <laughs> I'd make lots of money. And uh, went upstairs to thank God I was going to be a doctor. This was back before we had air conditioning. We had an attic fan pulling the air in through the windows mm. in a hot August summer night. And uh, I was kneeling at my bed saying my prayers. And all of a sudden, this wind came in and threw me to the left, and there stood Jesus Christ, white robes and all, the Holy Spirit, Mm. and he said, you're not going to be a doctor, you're going to serve me. Wow. And I said, I'll serve you as a doctor. And I remember crying myself to sleep. I was very uh, rebellious. Mm. I tried to run away from God, but God never ran away from me. Mm. And uh, he continued to pursue me all the way to my senior year in high school while I was still planning on going into college in pre-med. But God had a way of changing things. Yeah, A big fish didn't come and swallow you, did it? Nope. Okay. No big fish. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't in Nineveh or Joppa or anywhere yeah. like that. No. Yeah. But he but he's, he stayed hot on you there. Stayed hot on me uh-huh. and converted me in my senior year to his way of thinking. Wow. Yeah. Now, you... Now, you teased me a little bit as we were chatting earlier. He didn't bring a big fish, but tell me something about a rattlesnake. Yes. What happened was a friend of mine, Tommy Gamble, and I had gone with the Travis Park Methodist Church up to H-E-B at Lakey, a place called Singing Hills. I'm sorry. How old were you here? I was in a senior in high school. Okay. Right. So you're 17, 18? 17, 18, somewhere in there. And the second night, we were to go up behind this mountain for a weenie roast, and I decided I'd cut him off at the pass. (laughs) So I went across this cliff about 200 feet above shallow water below, and about halfway across I realized that I had made a mistake, that the cliff was very sheer. I was kind of like Spider-Man just hanging on by my fingernails, 
And I could see out of the corner of my eye that if I could swing my left boot around and landed on what I thought was a rock, I'd be home free. Mm-hmm. And I heard the sound of a rattlesnake. Oh. So I knew I had to move. So I swung my boot around, but when it hit the rock, it wasn't a rock. It was that rattlesnake. And boom, it hit my boot, knocked me off the cliff. And I must have fallen about four or five feet and was just hanging in midair. And it was so sad. You know, I was just thinking how cruel this is to be hanging in midair before I fell to my death. Yeah. And a voice inside of me said, reach your hand back up and pull yourself back up. I said, are you crazy? There's a snake up there. The voice said, are you crazy? You're hanging in thin air. Yeah. So I pulled myself back up, and I found myself now in a cactus patch. You ever gotten these blue spots in your eyes? You know what I mean? You know what? I don't. Oh, I haven't had that sensation. You never had that? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, boy. I had so many blue spots. It was like shock. Yeah. And I couldn't see, so I came out of the cactus patch into the woods and by now I had this stick, and I was making my way through the trees. It just looked like blobs. And that's when a counselor recognized me, and I could hear the campers saying, Isn't that Edgar? Yeah, that's David Edgar. How did you get here? And I opened my mouth to tell them, but nothing came out. Mm. And they realized I must be in shock because I was blind and I couldn't speak. So they took me by the hand down the hill, back down to Singing Hills into the dining room, set me down at a table. And when my vision came back, I had a Bible sitting in front of me. It just opened up to the ninth chapter of Acts, and the first word out of my mouth was reading about Saul's conversion to Paul on the road to Damascus. That's right. I was blinded by the light. That's right. And that was my conversion story. And the ministry started right there? Right there. I changed from pre-med to pre-ministerial. I changed my college and my universities. And I went to seminaries. Louisiana? You betcha. Wow. Georgia. Met yeah. my Georgia peach there. Did you? You bet. How did you meet that peach? Well, in church. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can remember being in church on Sunday morning. I was an associate pastor yeah. in a place outside Atlanta called Milledgeville, Georgia. She was at Georgia State. And every Sunday morning, I would look out there, and there was this striking woman sitting on the back pew. And... Back then, we didn't go out and meet and greet people after church in Georgia. They had to come down and greet us. Uh-huh. So I never could get out to see her until <laughs> one no. Sunday night. Uh, I was preaching on a subject that every college student is so interested in, and that was a subject of death. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought, nice. Oh, my. There's it, a door it, opener. It, it was bad. And, uh, and yet after, we had a thing we called afterglow. Uh-huh. And I went up to the parlor where people who wanted to talk about the sermon after was seated up there. And when I walked in the parlor, there she was, and there was a chair next to her that was available. That's right. So I sat down at the chair, and we started talking and all. And then I turned to her, tapped her on her knee, and said, and what do you think? And the moment I did that, I knew she was the one. I didn't even know her name. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. God brought us together in church. So how long did you court before uh, you walked her down we the aisle? We courted for about a year and a half. Uh-huh. And uh, she was a preacher's kid. Oh, good. Uh, grandfather, father, brother, mm. husband, all Methodist ministers. Yeah. And uh, we courted for about a year and a half, got married in my senior year in seminary, and then moved back to Texas. And what did that Georgia girl think about going to Texas? 
Well, it was funny because some of the things I told her about Texas, she didn't believe. Uh-huh. And yet when we got here, she found out it was true. I told her, for example, you know, the earth will crack wide open. And, of course, she didn't believe that with all my Texas tales. <laughs> then we got to Buda, Texas, and there was the earth cracked mm-hmm. wide open from yeah. the drought uh, that was there. That's right. Yeah. That's great. So she's a Texan now, would you say? She's a Texan all now. Right. She well, sure is. Hey, if you've just joined us, I'm talking with Pastor David Edgar of Oak Meadow United Methodist Church. It's our KSLR Church of the Week. Uh, they're online at oakmeadowumc.org. Is they're right off Northwest Military Highway on Hunter's Green, right between Castle Hills and Chavanaugh Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sunday school starts at 9 o'clock in the morning, and worship starts at 10.30. Do you lead the Sunday school and preach, or do you have someone else teaching Sunday school? We have a man by the name of Jack Wark te- teaching the adult class. Oh, good. And then we have a children's class, plus children's church. Yeah. And the children ring bells, and they have a children's time and worship. And uh, it's really neat to see, you know, we'll have like a dozen children sure. in the whole church. Well, that's wonderful. It is. It's just perfect. Oh, of course, of course, of course. So uh, let's see here. Sunday school starts at 9, and then you teach it, uh, at 1030. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me about what happens when I walk in the sanctuary at, at 1030. Where do I go? What do I wear? What yeah. Do, what do I do? Come as you are right now. Okay. Come, come casual. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, the second Sunday I was there, they told me I didn't need to wear a tie. Wow. So you always yeah. worn a tie before when you preached? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I was so relieved. I thought, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> this feels good. I like your look now. You've got this beautiful blue shirt with these brown suspenders, and you look comfortable, sir. You bet I am. You bet <laughs> well, I am. Well, if you're a retired preacher, you can do whatever you want. You know it. You know it. <laughs> That's good. So come as I am. You, you Come as you are. Uh-huh. You will find people will meet you outside the church mm-hmm. before you even get inside to meet you and greet you and people as well as outside, inside of the Northex and the Fellowship Hall and the Sanctuary. People are very friendly there. Mm. Uh, and you can tell they're what I would call hungry. Mm. They're just hungry for others to come to them and be a part of them. They're very open. They're not cliquish. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no real mamacita, papacita of the church, mm-hmm. no matriarch, patriarch. Everyone's on an equal level. It's a family church. Whether you are a family of one or more, uh, there's very much where you would be welcome at Oak Meadow United Methodist Church. Now, you can't have a small church without a covered dish something. Oh, no. Yeah. What do you do? We do that every first Sunday of the month. We have a covered dish right after communion. (laughs) And, of course, our communion is open. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord's table. That's right. And we welcome everyone to come and have communion and and a covered dish after that. All right. And the first time, you don't have to bring any food. Okay. And uh, you just come as our guest. All right. So uh, I got to ask, uh, you know, what's what's on the menu? What do you know? The green bean casserole is there, right? Oh yeah, and the right. fried chicken. Oh yeah, and the brisket, <laughs> and the potatoes, and the sweet tea, or uh, nope, regular no, tea. Just regular tea, okay. Regular tea. We Bring, add the sweetener to it. I get you. Regular tea and uh, coffee. Yep, uh, is all there together. Well, that's what it's all about, right there. You bet. And it's the church. It's the church fellowshipping and, and living and being family there at Oak Meadow United Methodist Church. Again, we're talking with Pastor Dr. David Edgar uh, of Oak Meadow United Methodist Church. So, so Pastor, you, you mentioned uh, uh, the gentleman uh, who's teaching the Sunday school. You've got yes. someone else. Who else is, is supporting you? Who else is, can you honor here that's, that's a part of your ministry here? You, you, yeah. The ministries that you've got going on, and one specifically that, that you're passionate about, is, is, the, is the Kairos Prison Absolutely. ministry. The Kairos prison ministry. Talk about that. Kairos is is Greek for God's time. Mm-hmm. It's mentioned eighty six times in the New Testament. God's time, 
And it's God's time for us to go into the prisons, mm. whether it be uh, Kennedy, Carn City, or whether it be Delhi. Uh, we go into these prisons and we minister to men in white. We don't call them prisoners or inmates. We call them men in white because mm. that's what they wear. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see when we go in, uh, you know, they're they're pretty hard, tough sure. criminals. Sure. And uh, uh, by the end of the event, they give their lives to Christ. Mm. I remember one guy that uh, had no hair on his head, but he had tattoos. He had tattooed his hair on his head mm. and had tattoos from his head to his toe and certain satanic uh, symbols, symbols. Mm-hmm. were tattooed, and he talked about being Wicca. And uh, I thought, well, this one's <laughs> going to be pretty near impossible to, to convert, but we know all things are possible through Christ that strengthens us. Mm-hmm. And just by doing two things, this is all we do when we go in, listen, listen, love, love. Mm. We listen to them, which they're not used to, and we love them, which they're not used to. And by listen, listen, love, love, they come to Christ. And by the closing ceremony, I was amazed everyone in that prison had given their life to Christ. Wow. And many of them will never get out. They'll still be in prison. But now they're no longer imprisoned in their spirit. Mm. They're alive in Christ. Pastor Edgar, you know, there's a lot of ministries that churches do, you know, mission work and home projects and yada, yada. But prison ministry is, mm, that's a hard one. Mm. Why is that one one that you've partnered with? I think because I like to see lives changed. Mm -hmm. And many times in the church we have, you know, very good people. Many of them have already accepted Christ as their Savior. Mm -hmm. And when we go into prison... It's in a short period of time that we see people go from one extreme to another extreme, mm. from being very secular to becoming pretty sacred individuals. Mm. And the nice thing about Kairos, it doesn't just minister to the prisoners inside, but there's also called Kairos outside that ministers to the families. And that's where my associate pastor, Linda, she ministers to Kairos outside. So when a family has someone in prison that becomes a Christian, those on the outside, too, can become Christians, and it's a wonderful thing to see happen. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blessed by your ministry there, Pastor. Again, talking to Pastor Dr. Uh, David Edgar here with Oak Meadow United Methodist Church, our KSLR Church of the Week. You can learn more at their website, oakmeadowumc.org. And here's a cool thing. If you go to kslr.com and click on our Church of the Week program, not only can you find uh, more details about the church, you can actually hear this full interview again, catch all the beautiful devotionals that Pastor shared with us all this past week. And again, that's at kslr.com. But I do encourage you if you're i guess looking for that humble small mm-hmm. sweet church there uh, check out oak meadow united methodist church with dr uh, pastor david edgar uh, pastor you know what you've been you said you re- retired as mm-hmm. a pastor so tell me about the days when you were unretired there what did you do i pastored churches yeah for 40 years i ended up uh as a as a district superintendent mm-hmm. on the cabinet and i got to be over uh, 40 churches out in West Texas. Wow. And that's where I really came to appreciate the small church. I had 
been serving some pretty large churches. Mm -hmm. But out in West Texas, it was wonderful to go out there for their little covered dish dinners (laughs) and be in a congregation of, you know, 50 or 60 people. Mm -hmm. And many times the membership and the attendance was about the same in those small West Texas towns. Everybody, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And that's the way it is at Oak Meadow. It's about the same, Yeah. Uh, the membership and the attendance. Uh, that most people come, which is unusual for a church. So Marfa and and all those, where, where, what oh, cities? Iran. You know where Iran is? Iran, Texas. I didn't know there was one. There was. When you go to California on I-10, you yeah. don't see a sign to the right that says Iran. I'll be. And uh, don't call it Iran. <laughs> That's right. But Iran. It's right. two names. Fair enough. And uh, McCamey and uh, way out west. And as close to us as Mason and Brady and places sure. like that. A junction, yeah, Del Rio. So you traveled a lot then. Oh yeah, yeah. I got to put a lot of miles on my car out in West Texas, and one of the wonderful things about it was getting to listen to Christian music mm-hmm. while traveling in West Texas. What kind of music do you like, Pastor? I like contemporary, yeah, uh, music when I'm listening uh, on a like, CD, and like stuff who, like that. You know, I don't know their names. Okay, I just listen to the CDs. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, wow music, that kind of stuff. Sure. Oh, sure. The worship stuff that uh-huh. God puts out. Yeah, that's it. all great stuff. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I got I got something for you there, too. We've got a Christian music station uh, that's called uh, thefishsanantonio.com. So, oh. now, so now the kids yeah. listen to music on their phones and on the Internet there, too. So I got a contemporary Christian music. Listen on Sunday mornings for Sunday morning praise. It's awesome. So thefishsanantonio.com. Yeah. A little com. commercial for me. Good. If you don't mind. Good. Well, I like that. I want to know more. <laughs> well, I got some something to give you when we're done here. See, Excellent. we're here to bless you, Pastor, and and, and bless you that. back for for the years that you've uh, blessed. How many people have you married and 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 oh, uh, over the years there? I have no idea how yeah? many married, how many baptisms, how many funerals. Because forty plus years, life. Uh, yes. you've seen a lot of families. Uh, you know. Yeah. Wow. And what amazes me is when people will get in touch with me years later. Yeah. And say how their life was changed, mm. and it was kind of like, really, yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. So, Pastor, what advice would you give a young pastor that's starting today in the ministry? Take it slow mm-hmm. and listen to God, and be patient. Wait on the Lord, and let Him lead and direct you. Mm. And uh, whatever you do, just stay in close with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That would be it. One of your devotionals this week kind of talked about that there too. When you, if you, if you draw close, the Lord will draw close to you there too. Yes. And forty years of ministry, which is an interesting number that you threw out there too. So many times the the number forty is used in the Bible, and most uh-huh. of the time, sometimes it's forty days in the wilderness yeah. or forty years in the wilderness there too. So, yeah. was there a dry spell? How did the Lord, you know, how, how do you keep your faith alive in forty years of? Uh, of serving there too, and sometimes, Lord, are you there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There were dry spells. Yeah, there were times on Saturday night I wondered what I was going to preach Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the good news is, God came through when I was humble enough to admit it mm. that I really didn't know what to say. And I remember that literally happening one Sunday morning when I said, "Lord, you know I'm getting up to preach, and I don't know what to say. I'm going to have to be completely dependent upon you." to speak the words through me. And uh, it was wonderful. Because that's exactly where he wants you, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe in getting prepared and then turning it over. Mm. You know, what I do is with the Bible, notepad, sometimes a newspaper, uh, preparing for sermons, 
And then after all the preparation is done, spiritually, prayerfully, then let it go Yeah, and see what happens. Well, I think Oak Meadow United Methodist Church is very blessed to have you, Pastor. Oh, good to hear. Well, it's a mutual feeling that we have there. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. family you got. Oh, yeah. Very uh, much. I love it. Pastor, how can we, as the Church of San Antonio, our KSLR listeners, pray for you in Oak Meadow Methodist Church? What What's going on there? How can we pray for you? For me, it uh, would be to pray that I continue to be obedient to God, listen to God, and uh, follow His direction. Mm-hmm. And for Oak Meadow United Methodist Church to continue to pray for the, the blessings of those that the Lord sends to us. Mm. Uh, that we're there to be in mission and ministry. And uh, we believe very much in evangelism, uh, not in counting heads or numbers, but in terms of the evangel to reach uh, people for Jesus Christ. Mm. And uh, right now we have a pretty mixed group of people, whether they are of another country or another religion, wow. who are coming to the church. Just checking it out? and Absolutely. Yeah. And I've uh, been able to visit with some individually who are uh, very pleased with what's going on. And so it's taking some getting used to, because uh, that, that had not been my experience in the past, to be able to listen to people of other faiths mm. and uh, to hear where they are and what they believe. And I believe mission is reaching out to them where they are and then bringing the message of Christ. And he'll do the rest. Amen. Well said, Pastor. And well done. Good and faithful servant. Good. Good to hear. Thank you so much, Pastor David Edgar, Pastor of Oak Meadow United Methodist Church, our KSLR Church of the Week. Again, let me reset and say that uh, if you've enjoyed this program, you can hear it again. It's on demand at kslr.com on our Church of the Week page. And, of course, you can learn more about Oak Meadow at oakmeadowumc.org. And, again, I say thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Appreciate it, Baron. I'm Baron Wiley, and thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.